welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Hello, wonderful listeners. Hi. We're back again. And we're mixing it up this week and we got a really awesome email from Kelly who I think has been asking a question that lots of people along the same theme have been asking or maybe want to know more about. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to start the episode by reading her email out and we'll riff from there. Let's do it. You reckon? You up for it, Tracy? Mm-hmm. Nice. Always. Okay. Hi, ladies. Long time listener, first time emailer here. First of all... <laughs> Thank you for a truly inspiring, funny and insightful podcast. I look forward to every Wednesday. So thank you for sharing your awesomeness. You are so welcome. It's pretty difficult being awesome. (laughs) You would know. Anyhow. (laughs) Shut up, you. I'm moving on. My question is about how to get over the confusion of all things spiritual. She's got that in little inverted commas as well. Whilst I've dabbled with a spiritually led life over the years, the past year has really been one of dedication for me. However, sometimes I get so darn confused. I feel you. I read books and blogs and websites and then I subscribe to emails and YouTube channels and then I do online courses and then I meditate and then I go to classes and then I think, should I be concentrating on chakras, meditation, crystals, my ego issues, my traumas, pendulums, connecting with spirit, mediumship, channeling, manifesting, energy work, Reiki, blah, blah, Oh, goodness me. Wow. Wow. Yep. Are we all overwhelmed now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm overwhelmed. And then I get really despondent about it all because it becomes just too overwhelming. I'd love it if you girls could maybe have a chat about how to overcome the overwhelm as there's just so much out there. I must admit, I really look forward to your podcast as one of my go-tos as it resonates, but still some ideas on how to slow it down to figure out what to really work on would be great. Thank you, girls. Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. There's a little PS. I know this would all depend on the individual, but maybe there's some tips you can give us readers, listeners. Love it. So true. Yes. Important to acknowledge. Yeah, I remember when you felt overwhelmed. Oh, still do. Like yesterday or? (laughs) Like two minutes ago before you pressed record. It's a process. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. I did. But it's all good. I've moved on. Well, you know what? Like even sometimes I used to get overwhelmed. It's huge. It's a lot. It is because you kind of get caught up in what, um, what the trends are as well. Like it's easy. Mm -hmm. And if you're kind of, um, like if you're Googling something, then all of a sudden the algorithm pops up this and then you kind of like, is that a sign? And it's like, no, it's just an algorithm. Definitely not a sign. Like the furthest thing from a sign. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to give a really um, simple uh, tip, but it's a really crucial one that will change everybody's game. Oh, listen up. We're tuning in, folks. (laughs) You know when they say when the student's ready, the teacher appears? Yes. You know that saying? So essentially, if you call in your teacher, you will know what the next right move is. So what everyone needs to understand is that surrendering is the first step in all of it. So before you get overwhelmed, just surrender 
And if you are a spiritually led person and you know what it's like to, you know, speak to the higher powers that be um, and you think that you've got a level of intuition that you identify with, then literally just surrender it up and just say, all right, I'm ready, guys. Show me which teacher you want me to work with. And then don't do it via an algorithm. Just be patient and just wait and see who shows up. No, nice. And I know that sounds really simple, but it will work. If you are ready and you are telling the universe through the energy that like the action that you're taking in terms of putting energy into all different modalities and courses and seeking and whatever, the universe knows that you want to play. But when you think that there needs to be some kind of control around it or judgment behind where you need to go, you're, you're pushing away what's meant for you. So instead, just sit back, do nothing but call it in and just be like, okay, guys, I'm ready for it to appear. I want a spiritual teacher. I want a, a spiritual mentor, whatever it is that you want. Then, whether, you know, whether it's to do your modalities first or a course first, then fair enough. But that's step one. Step two is really to understand that... Um, there is no point in doing all of those things if you haven't done your ego work first. So if you haven't gotten yourself to your authentic truth and your authenticity and you're not calling in from an authentic place, then you're just kind of going around in circles and it's a little it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money because these days like spiritual things are expensive. Um, and everyone's just in it for the money. So they're going to just keep signing you up and signing you up and signing you up. And if you're just, if you're not doing it from an authentic place, then you're going to waste time and money. Signing up to those things is amazing. And it's money, like it's the best money you can spend as long as you're doing it from an authentic place. It might be hitting the mark if you haven't really broken down your ego. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, right down to being your authentic self. That's right. Because that way you can call in from that space rather than calling in from where you think you are or where you think you need to go. Because you mentioned the word judgment just before too and surrender in the same sentence. And for some listeners, uh, we've heard you talk about that lots and for other listeners we might not have. But so judgment is... So judgment is your ego trying to help you, not help you, well, it's helping you, but it's... um. Judgment is when we when we think that something should be different to the way that it is, or it's basically it's judgment is any time that we're not accepting what is, yeah, and and being in the present moment with it. Um, but ultimately, the reason why we have that judgment and why the ego does that is uh, to self serve our fight, flight, or freeze nature. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, something doesn't it's if something's not running the way that it usually would, uh, some of us will either judge it as that's too hard and we'll we'll walk away from it, we'll fly it. Some of us will go, I need to fix that, and they'll fight, and others will just stand there and put up with it. And so um, having judgment about your spiritual path 
and being overwhelmed by it, there's a lot of judgments involved in that. One is, oh, I'm going to miss out on this, or this is what everyone else is doing. Maybe this is what I need to do. Maybe this is where I'm at. This is what I need. I'm a terrible person. I need this. I suck at this. I need this. Yeah. I don't have any confidence. I need this. And that's all coming from a space of satisfying the ego, telling you who and what you are. Yeah. And judging yourself. Yeah. A lot of shame associated with what you should be doing. Yeah. Rather than what feels right or what you should be doing rather than what you are like sitting down and having like a real honest um sort of stock take of oneself is one of the most valuable things that you can do and if you're not someone who can do that on your own because you don't have the skills or even the mental or emotional capacity to hold yourself with that right now like I've been there if you can't do that that's when you need a guide, like a mentor or a coach or something to do that with you that has yep. done it and can can open you up and close you back up again each time and make it safe for you to do. But that is going to be money better spent, time better spent. Trust me, like you just, you have to do that. Then going and doing all those courses because after that you can sit there and you don't even have to call it in. It just arrives. Things just so simple. It's just like, oh, now what? And then all of a sudden, it's like the universe heard you say, now what? And there it goes. Here it is. And it's not because you Googled now what? It's because you energetically asked the universe for more and it will deliver it to you. So when you're in that state of um, feeling great and feeling true and feeling full of gratitude and that's authenticity when you've got that and you're in the present moment right here, right now, if the universe gives you something in that moment, that's what you take. Mm-hmm. And then, and you figure out how to make that happen. Yep. Yeah, makes I sense. can I can get that. And then there's also another thing. Like we just did the River Boot Camp mm-hmm. on the weekend, and at the very end, there was two days of learning all these tools, and there must come a, a period of time where you stop and you integrate and you let everything that you've learned catch up with you. So rather than seeking, 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 this is what I did because mm-hmm. um, I'm so curious. I'm so curious about everything all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I still am. I you're still like a, have that. You're like a kid in a toy shop though. Yeah. As well. You've got this real like um, innocent curiosity. I find it fun and mm. fulfilling. And fascinating. It is fascinating. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course it would be a part of that magic. Yeah. Well, that Sounds divine. Sense. Like I knew that makes sense. <laughs> I thought so. But um, it's funny like when you've had all these ideas and then you learn that it is a thing, like there are words for the things that you thought all this time, that sort of thing. That was cool. Um, but, yeah, there's a time of, of stopping and of letting things just land and of, and of living that way and of acknowledging that and of learning those new patterns and living those new patterns. Mm. That's the practice of it. Well, yeah, that's that's living in the alignment of it. Yeah. And so during the boot camp I used um, an example of, um, you know, going away for the weekend and you listen to the radio station that's on wherever it is that you go away to. And you just love what they're talking about. You love the music and you'd never heard it before. 
but you just are just obsessed with this radio station and then you come home and you realize that you can't find that frequency to, mm-hmm. to be able to listen to that radio station and everyone that you know around you, your friends and your family and your work colleagues or whoever are all listening to the stuff that you listened to previous to that weekend and now you're just like, oh, well, I have to listen to that too and then then you start to notice that hey, they're just, they're just talking shit or they're just playing the same songs over and over again. They, they played this song yesterday and they're just repeating crap and, you know, they're, they're just talking about news or they're just fear-mongering or whatever it is and I'm hearing the same ad over and over again and you start to realise that this, the, what you were just unconsciously and subconsciously programmed to just live with, that there, that there is more depth and potential and possibility in, in that and, and you become restless and it's frustrating to just think, you guys have no idea. The music they play over there, it's like magic and the things they talk about over there, like I actually want to listen to it and tell everyone to be quiet so I can hear it and I'm inspired and motivated after it and everyone's just like, what are you talking about? Like, are you, were you dreaming? Like, <laughs> what is this? What is this fantasy land you talk about? It's different. And all you do is start thinking, I can't wait to get back there. And you keep finding ways to go back there until you realize that's where you now belong. Yes. And when you are there, you can't get any other frequency. And so you have to start meeting the people who listen to that frequency. You have to start meeting the people who live in that town that have been listening to that all along. Mm. And you're at the baby level of that. You're a newbie. And you come into it and everyone else is like, yeah, I know. We've been drinking this Kool-Aid for a while now. You wait till you get a little bit more drunk. You're just drunk on the Kool-Aid. Not to reference a really crazy person. That yeah. Made True. Drink True. But yeah. No, yeah. And so course. it's it's a matter of if you, if you were to just pick up now and move across the world to a different country, what's the first thing that you're going to do? You're going to give yourself the time to explore. You're going to go and find where they make the best coffee, where yeah, the gyms are. It all out. Yeah, like yeah. where's all the, the favourite little spots, the secret little spots? Yeah. But there's going to be no pressure. It's like you're not going to land and just go, I should know all of this. Yeah, don't put pressure. We don't need pressure. It's about exploring and enjoying and living yeah. in the present moment of where you're at. And whatever you find most compelling and most interesting, go with that. Yeah, with and then it becomes, it, be. it becomes a flow. Yeah. And that way it's not stag- like it's not stagnated and it's not kind of static either. It's just very flowy. So if you're, if you're someone who is just like, I don't even know where to start, you're out of your flow and you need to reconnect to your authenticity. Yep. You need to do work on that inner stuff. And it's not hard. It's actually the easiest thing you'll ever do. W- what you've been doing is hard. Yes, it, this you've is done easy. the hard. Yeah, you've done the hard. This is the easy stuff. And so then you'll start to notice that what, next flows to you very effortlessly happens naturally yeah it's It's just you lose it out of one hand and the next hand's full evolution yeah it's just how it works and I find it interesting when some people um are afraid of change or of changing or or afraid of being seen as to be different um you know you might meet up with someone that you knew very well five ten years ago you finally see them again they're like whoa you've changed so much and most people like recoil they're like no I haven't I'm still the same person because they automatically sort of feel a little bit of embarrassment or shame like it's a bad thing but you know if I haven't changed in the last five ten years I would be like wow (laughs) like who doesn't change in that time I want to change I want to grow it's not a bad thing at all I think we all change. And if well, we don't, then then I'd be kind yeah. of a bit worried. 
Well, when when people uh, people haven't said it to me in a long time, but when they used to say it to me, I'm like, well, yeah, haven't you? Yeah. Like, isn't that the aim of, of the game? Yeah. Like, isn't that what we're here to do? Evolve well, some more than others, change? I suppose, but it's not a bad it. thing. Just remember, it's not a bad thing to evolve and grow and change. It's exciting and exhilarating, and if that's your groove, then welcome to the crew. Like, yeah, you're that's in the it. right. You're listening to the right thing. It's where it's where the people who are happy. It's where the people who are finding joy and fulfillment in their lives are living. Yes, you know, it's um, it's required, and, and it's just the standard that you choose for yourself. Yes. But when you can get to your authentic self and move from there, nothing seems overwhelming. Yes. So if it's overwhelming, you just got to do some more work on the authenticity side of things. That's a sign to go, what is it that's overwhelming? Mm. Dive deeper. Yeah, Why? where am I triggered? Yes. And if it's a matter of I want to do all of these things and a bit of FOMO and fear of missing out, yeah. then there's, there's a bit of a, well, what's wrong with the present moment? That's judgment. Yeah. Why are you thinking you need anything different? That you need different? to be anywhere else. Yes. Or do anything different. I'm like always reminding myself of that. And yeah. you're reminding myself of that. <laughs> <laughs> and too. everything that you need is not outside of you. Everything's inside. So if you can stop right now, Kelly, for example, um, and ask yourself, are you really happy right now? Are you feeling fulfilled and are you full of joy? And if you are then looking for something to do from that space, great. But if you are looking at from a space as like, oh, I need to do this to understand myself or I need to do this because it's what I want to do or I need to do this because of FOMO or I need to do this because it's what everyone else is doing, then they're not, not great because mm-hmm. you're doing it from a place of avoidance right here, right now. And you've got to deal with the right here, right now. That's all that stuff's not going to fix you. Yes. And that's what people are looking at it for. Yeah. It's another distraction. Yeah. And it's an expensive one in time and money. Yeah. And heart, you know, people go into it with so much expectation. Yes. And then they just get their heart broken or uh, they have to suffer more because it's such a long process if you do it certain ways. Figure out what it is that you want and why it is that you want and then go about mm-hmm. doing yeah. that. Because not everything's for everyone. Like just being a so many things. Yeah. And yeah. being a spiritual person. Yes. Um, you you're not meant to know it all and have it all and do it all. You've got to find what your soul needs yes. in this lifetime. Yep. And that's why there is an abundance of things to choose from. Yep. So flow through it. Yeah. Because and that's why it's awesome being spiritual because you are you've got so many different things available to you. Mm. Yep. And you're open to it. That's it. And just surrendering to to allow that to come in is is where when you get to that point you recognize that okay now I'm in a flow state because I'm not judging what's next I'm just ready I'm ready for whatever whatever it is because I have all of me is full now and whatever arrives I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna consume it and I'm gonna live it and I'm gonna breathe it and I'm gonna expand through it and then you'll and then you'll go on to the next flow state. Yeah. It's a beautiful way to live. That's alignment. It's just such a beautiful way to live because there's no fear and there's no judgment. Yes. So those tips for dealing with overwhelm is stop, surrender. Stop, surrender, call it in. Ego work. Ego work. So authenticity work. Um, 
remembering that the ego is your closest ally, your bestest friend. So looking to people to work with your ego, like outside of me, <laughs> um, looking for other like coaches or mentors to, or courses or whatever, you really want to look to people who don't talk about the ego being a bad thing. The power of now. I yeah. really liked that book. If you in, can handle Eckhart Tolle's voice, you're all good on an audio book. Oh, uh, yeah, I read it. This was back in the day yeah. before Audible was around. But I think it really was his book. And I read The Celestine Prophecy when I was in high school. And there was a little bit of ego stuff in there, but that was more about timings and the relationships between people. But I really liked The Power of Now in the message of being able to observe the ego and realizing that there is a there's you know, like that separation from it mm. yeah because your yeah. ego is not a bad thing no um and so look just be careful be mindful of the people who market it as that like most of the time when you get into the course or into the the platform whatever it is that they're they're offering they they come around to what the ego is but when they're when they're approaching people at their pain point of making it look like the ego is bad, uh-huh. then that's not okay. They're they're using that, and and that's not cool. So common when you point that out. So though, common. I see it all the time. I think I've probably been guilty of rolling my eyes and going, "Oh, so many egos." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's more about. Um, just so many people being so unconscious that you don't have to continually react to stuff all the time. There is that, you know, there is such a moment of pause you can take and not become a ball of reactions all the time. Like, Well, that just shows you that like you're in survival mode. Yeah. And then perpetuating that for everybody else around you that also is in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just takes a second to separate yourself from that and, Act from a different place. Yeah. Put your hand on your chest, on your heart. Yeah. And just do that mind-heart connection where it's just like, okay, this is just a reminder. Yeah. I just need to speak from my heart, not from my head. Mm. And then whatever comes up, just say it. Don't even think about it. You've got seven seconds before your head just goes, no, heart, shut up. <laughs> seven seconds? That seven seconds is a long time. It's a really long time. Yeah. So take it. Take seven seconds. Yeah. Breathe it. Mm. Box breathe. Three rounds. An answer. I have a I have someone in my life who even if you asked him, you know, would you like a cup of tea? This would be his standard response to any question or even just a comment. <laughs> and then he speaks. Yeah. He takes the biggest deep breath through his nose and then speaks. Every single time. Yep. And when I first met him, which was oh, um, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I used to just think, weirdo. Does it drive you insane? <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, like, really? You have yes, to do no, that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And now, like it's obviously I've known for years now that it wh- what that's, it is and and, and and how I understand it. Um, but I just thought, whoa, but honestly, whatever you say or ask for everything, bef- for everything before he speaks. Wow. 
it's like he can't breathe through his mouth or he needs to like, he needs to take a deep breath so that he can speak and not take a breath. Cause that's what I used to think he was doing. And I'm like, why does he do that? But it's simply just to center himself and make sure that he, he is deliberate and conscious about what he's saying. Even if it's just wanting a cup of tea. Yeah. Because it's not just what he's saying, it's how he's saying it. Yeah. I've worked out. Like he's very deliberate with his tone, which he needs to be in the job that he has. But he's very deliberate with, with, um, with his vibration, which again, he needs to be. But back then, 10 years ago, it was not something that I understood nor respected, obviously. Yeah. But I do now. Wow. And when I'm with him, I feel so centered and I think that I'm so blessed to have had that example. Yeah. It's a big one. Mm. Yeah. And he's one of the only people that I will let um, let manipulate my energy. Yeah. And it's pretty incredible. Because it's thought about. Well, before I knew that, mm. like there was a reason why I was brought to him. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years afterwards, it was just like, huh, now I know why I, why, now I know why I'm always safe with you and just all makes sense. But yeah, it's that take a breath, take a pause and be conscious and deliberate about everything that comes out of your mouth, how you say it, what you say and when you say it. Yep. It's just, it's it's a lot. It's a game changer. You know, when, I, when I'm in a session, um, when someone's talking, because I can do like five different things There's in so my mind. There's so much going on yeah, there is. the other side of the room. Yeah. So I'm very good at multitasking the thought processes that go on and controlling the room that's in my mind. Uh, so I can be listening very intentively to what you are saying, but listening to spirit comment at the same time, also listen to spirit or any other voices tell me about what they want to talk about afterwards. Plus I formulate my answer and it's a lot going on. Um, And so connecting to my breath at the same time is what I'm doing as well so that I can keep it all at the speed that I need it to. So my breath kind of keeps the tempo. Right. Um, And I'm doing all of that without the person in front of me even realizing. Yep. But if I didn't, it very it becomes very overwhelming and it's hard to stay grounded in what I do because there are what, far too many things happening and ultimately the person in front of you is the most important one and they're usually the ones that suffer because everything else feels a little bit overwhelming and out of control. And then your, connect, your vibration drops and then your connection drops and then you don't know what to say because they realize that you're just you and now you're not connected to this random telephone line that has all this <laughs> wisdom. Out. Yeah. Life like, where's out. the Wizard of Oz gone, the man behind the curtain? <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's interesting how when you become deliberate and conscious and the way to do that is to breathe. Yep. It's interesting how it changes the outcome and the sequences of events that occur for you. And yep. if you hold your hand on your chest while you take that breath, it's a really great way to retrain yourself to to do that. And to at least consider it. And if you still have to respond with your ego, then fine. But keep doing it until you don't have to respond with your ego. Because unless your life is literally in danger, you have no business listening to your ego. And it's a really hard lesson to learn, especially for people who are so in their ego and so in their fight, flight or freeze. 
so unconscious to the fact that that's where they are. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it too because you are you have been unconscious to it. So give yourself some slack, show yourself some compassion and go easy and don't beat yourself up when you suddenly realize, shit, I acted in my ego all day today. That's okay. At least at the end of the day, you recognize that you did that yes. rather than two weeks ago, you didn't even know you were doing that. At least now you've got some self-awareness. Yep. And that's the beginning of the detachment of ego where you start to realize, hey, my ego's here to protect me and they've gotten a little bit out of control. I've let them get out of control with how to protect me and it doesn't feel good the way they're protecting me anymore. The protection doesn't feel safe anymore. Yep. And then it's just a nice road to getting to know oneself and... Yeah. Just self-awareness journey. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's really not that scary. You're really not that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not as bad as you think you are. Yeah. You're just not. No. It's just airing your dirty laundry to yourself and getting to know the little devils that you've done deals with. And that's all it is. And it sounds easy, but it is. <laughs> you know, most of my it clients... Sounds hard. They, well, yeah, it sounds hard. No, it sounds easy. Yeah. It sounds easy to just go, oh, yeah, you just got to do that and then that's it. Oh, it's I It's like easy said than done. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of is. Like one of my clients who's going to wrap up her 10-week Zenith mentoring soon, she had a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah. This morning, she's just like, I don't think I can do this all by myself. I've still got so much left to do. How are we going to do this all by myself? And she's like, I want to sign back up and do more, but I don't know how I'm going to do it all by myself. And I'm like, okay, let's look. You're in session eight. Four sessions ago, four weeks ago, you were crying because of a certain situation. And now, like, how do you feel about that? She goes, oh my God, I'm a completely different person. And I'm like, in four weeks, my love. Don't you dare underestimate yourself. Yes, this is true. So much can happen in a week if you show up for yourself. We spent our hour together and by the end of the hour she was done. She's just like, oh, my God. She goes, these shifts in perspective will never cease to amaze me how healing they are. She's like, I'm thinking I'm not going to get this done in the next three sessions and I've just done it in an hour. But, I mean, that's the benefit of having one-on-one. -on -one yeah. And having someone guide you through it. And push you. It's like having a PT session or going to the gym on your own. When yeah. do you work harder? Most people with a PT session mm. because they push you. They know your limits. They know you're not going to die. And it's important to remember not to judge yourself for all the things that you now see how you've been and how you've done. Yeah, because that's when but, you didn't know. Yeah. There's no place for that judgment. And it's also important yourself. to know that things like that still come up for me. Yeah. Like the goal is to never be rid of it. No. The goal is to just be super aware of it so that it doesn't become something that you have to work on later on. To move through and not get stuck in it. Working in the present moment. Every time the ego surfaces, hey, what are you doing back here? Witness, observe. What is this? That's a little sign that a there's little something trigger. here to... Yeah. And then do it in real time today. Yep. Tease find, it out. Find people who, who can help to you to do it if it's something a little bit bigger. If it's not, maybe it's just a chat with your partner or your best friend. Yep. Maybe it's just a journaling. Yep. But when you can get to real-time incoming, is what I'll usually call it, real-time incoming, then that's when you know that you're good to go. When you're still dealing with shit from the past, it's just not good to go yet. And you can do that. You can deal with that. Mm. 
You can. Everyone can. Yeah. The universe wouldn't give it to you if you didn't have what what it is to make of it. You're just a chicken shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Maybe just not sure where to go from there, but Mm. go in, love thyself. (laughs) Yeah. And so if you can only do the authenticity work on your own, really just start to speak your truth to yourself. Be intimate with yourself. Just no more fooling yourself. It's like um, like if you're on a diet and you're binging chocolate at night time and then in the day you're like, no, I haven't done anything. Who are you lying to? You're not lying to your husband or your wife or your work colleagues or your bestie. You're lying to yourself. Like it's like it's almost like you're your own worst enemy. Stop it. Oh, we're good at being our own worst enemies, aren't mm, we? We are. Yeah. And, and we continue to do that no matter how authentic you are. Yes. You still do it. We're still human. You're just far more aware that you're doing it. Yeah. And you don't let it get out of control. And it almost doesn't become a lie. It becomes a conscious decision. Oh, well, I'll just do this because I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why we do that stock take and that recon that the, that the guys, I was going to say the kids, that the guys learn in um, the boot camp. Yep. Which we'll talk about in future episodes. So I hope we've addressed some of the um, questions there. Stop, have a look, have a listen. Stop, look, listen. <laughs> Cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's Watch a good one. You know, it, and have fun as well. What feels right. That's it. Like none of it feels bad. You shouldn't feel obliged to do this, that and the other. Mm-mm. Look where your interest is. Look what really excites you. Find out more about that. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, eh, nah, then that's not it. That's not it. Yep. But it's awesome for us spiritual folk that there's loads of options, loads of things to find out about, try on for size. Yeah, something for everyone. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got next? Have you got a Good story or question. something for me? I do. It is from a lovely lady that is a roof boot camper a roof a roof a roof yeah riv river she's a river she's a river she rode in on the 4th of march so we've been sitting on this for a little while but thanks rhiannon all right i'm just gonna launch right in are you ready mm-hmm. so i've been taking steps to be more in touch and attentive to my spiritual and intuitive side i've started journaling what i consider to be signs and also my dreams sometimes amazed by what I've been shown and wish I had started taking notice earlier. But I suppose it happens as and when it should. I have always had experiences since I was around nine or ten years old when I'm in a state between sleep and awake. I've grown to be less afraid and more assertive in telling whatever it is at the time to fuck off, not tonight, (laughs) as I hate the feeling of complete energy depletion it leaves me with. Mm -hmm. More recently, I woke up with a feeling of rage and anger. I thought I was screaming into my pillow. I was so angry I thought I was crying or screaming. I then woke up in the sky. I currently live in Perth, Australia, but I was floating in the sky above my homeland. It's a place in central North Island, New Zealand. I could see the lake, the river, the mountains and hills. I was very high up, confused but unafraid. Just as a side note, I have been raised to be very connected to our land as a Maori. My mountain is my, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Korua, 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 sorry, Rhiannon, grandfather. 
Anyway, after floating in the sky for a while, I woke up. I clearly hadn't actually been screaming with rage as my husband was beside me, quietly snoring his face off. (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, probably sometimes wouldn't even make a difference. Like some, some people just sleep through anything. It's possible. But I felt like I was. A few days later, I found out a distant family member had been run over on the road I was looking down on. He sadly passed away. I thought it was weird that he died in the same area I was looking down on. Since this time, I have had the same experience with the half awake, half asleep, raging slash angry twice. I don't feel scared. I feel scary. The first time I felt violent, pardon me, and almost evil. I was saying words about my husband asleep beside me that I would never even think. I have two dogs, Sunny and Boo, who sleep in our room, who I absolutely adore. It's pure love with them. And I even had bad thoughts about them in this state. I really don't understand any of it. I do not feel like myself at all when in this state. My mum suggested maybe I need to do some past life cleansing or ancestral trauma cleansing and I hoped you may be able to shed some light on on the last few nights of experiencing this I have gone to sleep a bit brave but listening to not so great podcasts violent mystery murder types so I'm sure this is affecting my frequency when going to sleep and opening me to something not so fun and friendly anyway hope to hear from you (laughs) whoa that's a lot that's that's that is a lot. That is a lot. Thank you for that. Thanks, Rhiannon. Now, I actually, we received that um, way back when? 4th of March. 4th of March. And I did reply to Rhiannon privately. You did, yes. Um, But not fully. I told her that I would do a more inclusive or more... Um, comprehensive. A more, that's the word. Thank you. A more comprehensive um, answer. Um, however, the reason why I replied um, really quickly is because what Rhiannon's experiencing, without really being able to be there, um, I would never give a full assessment in or a professional, a professional slash personal experience assessment. Um, but for me, it is never worth even like playing chicken with or even. Um, even mucking around with. So I advised Rhiannon straight away um, to cleanse. So um, I told her to cleanse herself and her, and her home yep. very quickly. Usually something like this happens. It's it, Now I'm not going to use the word attachment because it's not an attachment. Are you talking about with relevance to the rage? Yes. Yep. Not the um, what she was seeing. Correct, which we're going to talk about in a second. Okay, so there's but two things. Yeah, there is, but they're 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 because of each other. Okay. Well, one's because of the other one. So, um, typically, when there is an energy around that, um, I'm going to call it an entity. Okay. Um, so it's an it's a foreign sort of energy, a spiritual energy. Um, sometimes it can be like a um, not a whole per like it's not a full person. It's almost like a residual. Yep. Um, and it can be a very strong emotion or it can be a very um, strong um, um, – it can be quite compelling. Compelling. Okay. Yeah. And so sometimes when, when things like that happen, um, they they can attach themselves and 
calling it a themselves is not even a thing because it's not even a themselves. It's just a, it's just it's an a, energy. An, an, it's an energy, an entity. Yeah. Um, they, they, they will attach to people like Rhiannon because they know they're open. And so what's probably happened is that either Rhiannon's been somewhere or brought something home that has some kind of energy attachment to it um, and she's open and she's receiving it. Not receiving it, but they're they're like leeching her. Pardon? Completely unawares. Rhiannon was completely unawares. Of the attack, of of it it sort of going into her. Yes, attaching at the time. Yeah, and it's not attaching because it's not stuck. Yep. It's more just, um, it's more just coming to, like it's more coming to life, or it's becoming, um, it's manifesting through Rhiannon's energy. And so, but when she's asleep, yeah, because that's when she's the most open. Right. That's when her guards down. That's when she's. It's it's when they're gonna come in. So for some people, like I've read lots of different case studies and things like that on similar things happening, but the people don't snap out of it. So it's almost like they're having complete schizophrenic um, or multiple personalities going on, but it's really just energetic attachments. Um, And these are usually people, the studies that I've read are about um, people who have been diagnosed um, with it, but there's been a strong case to suggest from... um, from parapsychologists to suggest that it's actually an attachment. Um, and I actually have a, an old client, an old mentee of mine who has become um, a, a, a carer, but he's, he's practicing psychology as well, but he wants to do like an intuitive psychology type, went like a... So cool. Yes, very cool. He's a very cool guy. Um, but he, he that's kind of where he's wanting to take his psychology degree. But um, he's working with... Um, someone at the moment who um that that um that identifies potentially with this and so it's really intriguing and it's definitely exists like it's a thing um so there's gonna be some listeners freaking out right now going i don't want this to happen to me well for starters it's extremely rare like extremely rare good like most of the cases that i hear about are really old uh, and um, why is that? Why are they really old? Uh, because as modern society went on, there was no money for for um, research and analysis and things like that. Whereas back in the sort of the sixties and the seventies, well, fifties, sixties, and seventies, there was a lot of interest in um, mental health and psychosis. And you've got to think about like mental health, like. Um, mental institutions and psychiatric wards, there was a lot. Like it was almost like trendy. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. In certain, you know, circles. Um, and it's like you've got to think about like the Beechworth Asylum. So when asylums and things like that were around, this was something that people were really interested in. Um, and then the kind of the 80s and the 90s when people started to move away from that sort of stuff, um, the money started to dry up and people started to become more into academia and those kinds of things and these like little side interests and, um, you know, investigating and research just wasn't a thing anymore. So that doesn't mean that they're rare. It just means that... We don't know about it. We don't know about it. Mm, Not usually because usually we would know more about it now because people have more way of being able to reach out and not need to go through the the correct, like not correct, but through the medical channels. Gotcha. So other 
yeah, yeah like I mean avenues. there's social media yes. and uh, like if we're gonna if it's gonna happen we're gonna know about it someone's gonna tip top their attachment correct um but in saying that too um these days people are more closed than they are open whereas back in the like before the 70s or so um people were far more open Wow. Okay. Far more open. Right. Um, they were um, a lot more, um, they were less stressed. They would have better sleep. There wasn't as much um, stimulation. Yeah. Um, people were just much more, um, also people were more naive and innocent. Um, so there was more, you know, more play done in that area as well. Um and these days people kind of stay away from it or they don't. Like they're one way or the other. Yep. And then the ones who are into it, they know what to do. They kind of know what to do to protect themselves Got and you. how not – like I know what to do to not have this happen to me. Yep. Um, and I'm not worried about it ever happening to me. Yep. And most people shouldn't be worried about it ever happening to them because it's really, really rare. Got you. Um. Sorry to take you so far away from Rhiannon's. That's okay. okay. (laughs) Right in there. With Rhiannon, what I've advised her to do, what I had advised her to do was to uh, cleanse herself with sage and cleanse her home with sage. Um, To remember that you can do the three claps if you get scared. So if you ever, because like it's almost like lucid dreaming as well, like you know you're dreaming. So she would have known but be out of control. And so if you can think to clap... It's a great way to try and get it to stop really quickly, almost like a, um, a paralysis stream. Um, so you can do that. But then also um, the the fact that she was sort of drawn to be listening to and watching sort of, you know, darker um, input as well definitely would have gave, gave that entity more energy to be able to work with. Now... When, when, we, when we start to think about what's been happening with Rhiannon, we start to also have this question about whether or not she's channeling um, because then that would, that would require her to, to learn some different things to stop that from happening um, and to control that um, because otherwise it would just happen again and again and again and maybe just not with the same entity. It could happen with anyone or anything. Um, so there's a few different variables in terms of that, but cleansing you, cleansing your area, making sure that you're not giving any input into your subconscious mind before you go to sleep that could potentially feed that energy. Um, knowing that you're not going crazy feels good to know as well because you're not. Um, but the fear that you have behind it will just increase the energy as well. So it's really important to not be afraid. Um, and then if it was to get to the point where doing just the cleansing and telling it to go away um, and visualizing and imagining turning your light off and closing your crown chakra when you go to sleep, for example, um, if that doesn't work, then one of the other things that you can do and this is just getting very like far too far into it than what I would like to do but um you can do things to find out whether it is um negative energy that um 
that you need more help with. And the way that you can do that is by bringing in um, religious paraphernalia. So you could bring a book, uh, a Bible. You could bring a crucifix. Um, you can light white candles. You can do rosary beads. Um, so Rhiannon could bring things from her homeland, like if she's got some, you know how they have like the, what are they called? The, the necklace, the totems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she could try those. Um, and if you notice that there is some kind of um, negative response or some kind of angry outburst, then that's when you probably should seek more help. And I don't want to go into that on the podcast, but yeah. that's where you should seek more help. But I don't think that that's what Rihanna's got. And if it was, I would have told her. Yeah. And this was a little while ago as mm. well. And yep. when you told her to cleanse, yep. did you hear back? Yeah, I did. How that went? Yep. Um, I'm going to have to look onto our Instagram. So give me a sec. And then we're going to talk about the actual dream and what she saw mm -hmm. and how that relative passed away. Yeah. And so um, that would have been a, um, that would have just been her spirit guides giving her the, uh, the foresight into knowing things that are happening so that she can be there for others. There's really nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's another validation and an awareness for you to say, well, I am connected. It's a beautiful connection. Yeah. And that I'm connected still, no matter how far away from home I am. Yeah. Um, so her reply, thank you for taking the time to message me and the advice. And sorry, I didn't get back to you earlier. Don't know how I knew what to do to cleanse my house, but I just did. No crazy podcasts for a while and all settled in for a good night's sleep. Thank you heaps. And she hasn't reported any anything bad since. And she joined the boot camp on the weekend and, and didn't really have anything else to, to say. And I'm sure, like, you know, if she knows yes. where to come if there's trouble. And she has an awesome spirit space now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were both perving. Well, I actually went home on Sunday and said to Matt, that's it. Inspired. Like, yeah, this I'm going to turn our room back in. So I've got some relatives coming up from tomorrow for the Easter weekend. Nice. And once they've all gone... Over the school holidays, I've got some time and I'm going to reconvert it back into a spirit space for home. We Beautiful. just need it. We yeah. just need it, especially we with all, the way that, yeah. yeah, the way that the year is looking or the way that life's looking for the next foreseeable future. Well, really need you to have that your space. Life and you your and your family's life. life. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, with that dream space, it's really just a matter of recognizing those things that yes, you have this connection. Yes. It's to, when we find out things that there's nothing that we can do about it, it. There's a few things in that acceptance, learning acceptance. Um, another one is also that um, you need to prepare your energy for others so that you could be the, the one to hold space for them because you've been able to process it in your conscious mind first. Um, and then another one is to recognize that no matter where you are, you, you can still be connected to your home. Um, there's lots of beautiful things in there for her. Yeah. Lots of beautiful things. And it's amazing when she wrote back, she didn't know how she knew what to do. She just did it. So she really is following that yeah. intuition and that's it. doing what feels good. Yep. Yep. And you know what, after listening to her talk on the, at the boot camp about her, um, her spiritual space and how it sort of came together and how she was sharing it with a friend, and, yeah. you know, it's her just record player. her record player. It's just beautiful to see people, um, doing things for themselves that, 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 uh, like loving yourself it's just yes. such a beautiful thing to see people love themselves yep. in, in in ways that they want to do that you know we all 
people have that differently. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. a nice grand gesture to honour yourself in yeah. such a way. Uh-huh. And then the universe plays back. Like the universe never ignores those things. And we have to learn. I'm just speaking from personal experience. Have to learn how to do that for yourself as an adult. I didn't really get shown that as a child to take care of myself and to put myself forward. Mm. But first, especially as a mother, like my parents did everything for our kids. I never saw my parents do stuff for themselves. It's usually the other way around. It's usually, no, you have to do everything for everyone else. Yep. Especially for women, you know, not a stereotype, but it is a stereotype. But also parenting, like, you know, my experience was my my parents did everything for the kids. So then when I became a parent, it was just this automatic, oh, well, I cease to exist and... I exist for them. Mm. See, that definitely was not in my experience. No, <laughs> so opposite. <laughs> so opposite. Um, but to unlearn that, mm. it's a lot. We, you st- we both still had to realize that neither end of the spectrum was the way forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and to that, you know, like I had the complete opposite, and um, then when I became a parent, I thought that I needed to be the opposite. And then realized that that didn't make me happy that and that it's not okay. Yeah. No. And so yeah. meeting in the middle yeah. and instead meeting the child, each child and the family unit where it's at, yeah. regardless of the external, yeah. it's like, this is what it comes down to. This is my family and it's sacred. And yeah. these, these five people are the only ones that matter inside of this. Yeah. And there, there is a barometer there and a thermometer there that tells you when things are right and things are not right. Yeah. And you just move accordingly. There's not one way. No. I really wanted to demonstrate for my girls how they can be. And Mm. it's okay to put yourself forward. It's okay to be your own self and have your own needs and interests. And it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be asking permission for that. That is just what you are supposed to do. Yeah. That's a given. Yeah. It's almost, or it's not almost, it is a birthright. Absolutely. You're a spiritual being, have a human experience and to be able to tend to your spirit yep. and your heart. You have that experience. That That's what you have to do. Yeah. That's Shouldn't how be. you live. Yeah. yeah not it's not forced. Detriment. No. But also like how important is ritual? You know, like yes. we've, we've lost that in so many cultures yeah. and Australia doesn't really have much of a, ri- of a rich ritual, cultural um a framework to sort of fall back on. So unless you've got some kind of European or, you know, South American some something, something, observance. some sort of flavor other yep. than Australian, you yep. kind of don't really have any birthright rituals that you get to be able to center yourself yep. and, and give ways to love yourself and your source or, or your, or your, your yep. higher powers. Any cultural mm. yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's cool. It's it, that's why being spiritual it opens you up to so many different alternatives and so many different options and so many different ways to honor that. That's it, and ways to explore that and figure out what. And when you reach that that space where you are open to whatever, you are so open to other people's whatever. Yeah, and those people are so open to your whatever. Yeah, and it's all different flavors. Like today, I. You know, you got the um, the new altar cards. Yes. And for me, like they looked so beautiful and I would love to want to sit down and do that. Yeah. And a tiny part of me does want to, mm-hmm. but the biggest part of me, nah. 
<laughs> but I knew that you would. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And then there's Matt, my Thank husband. You for that. You're welcome. Then there's Matt, my husband, you know, meditation. That's yes. his jam. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Yeah. And so I'm not judging you because you're into that. And I'm not judging him because he's into that. And you're yep. not judging me. And it's just all this like, wow, yep. that is so cool. And yep. and it's beautiful just to watch people, you know, flow into what they're inspired by and where their soul is going and mm. all the beautiful places that give it some flavor and some, yep. you know, some color and, and some vibrancy. It's just it's gorgeous to be a part of a, a, like a – a soul family or a spiritual family that that allows you to have that oh it's a rich tapestry we weave oh here we go <laughs> here we go so many colors <laughs> speaking of out of um out of that came the raise your vibe membership it is evolving this raise your vibration boot camp business Bizzo. Bizzo. <laughs> it has evolved and it's really come from the plate from the space of what I've seen over the last three boot camps is this real need for a sense of community this real need for an awareness that hey maybe I'm not on my own maybe I'm not weird maybe I am not crazy maybe I'm not too old maybe I am not too grumpy <laughs> maybe I am not too creative Maybe I'm not too depressed. Maybe I'm not too much. Maybe I'm not too much. Maybe I'm not too fat. Maybe I'm not too pretty or not too ugly or what? maybe I'm not too female or too male. Yeah. It's really just a matter of recognizing each other's spirit and essence. And that's that was what my question was to spirit when I went to bed on Saturday night. It was just like, how can I... How can I give these people more? How can I serve them more so that they feel like they're, they're receiving that flow? What they want, what they need. Yeah. What is this grace and ease that they can experience right here, right now? Like you've got them here. Let's see how they can, sh- they can see how easy it is. Yeah. And I woke up at 4.22 in the morning on Sunday and they just went membership. And I went, yes. That way they can be accountable. Because I had pe- we had people in the boot camp on the weekend that have done all three. Yeah. And some of the things they've done religiously every day, ritualistically is probably a better word. Yep. Other things not out the window. But then they both recognized, they all recognized that they, they're going to bring it back in. Yeah. Or they went deeper in some of the rituals. So they're like, oh, now I want to go back and try and that again and bring it in. back in and yeah. and now I'm going to bring it's, it's richer and richer and richer every yeah. time and so I want to be able to make sure that everyone that does the boot camp is able to to sustain and stay accountable and support each other until the next boot camp and then and then just keep growing and getting deeper and deeper and deeper and support one another it's a community yeah that's it like yeah. we don't need to be in it you and I don't need to be in it all the time but they can be in it. Like there's, there's some, some of the people were commenting today on, on Facebook and Instagram and they're like people that have been to the, the first two boot camps and then done mentoring with me. And I'm like, you girls are like the big sisters. Yeah. It's just like, you girls are going to go in there and you're going to do my job for me. You're going to be like, you're going to be like all over it. Like team leaders. Which is so cool too, because everyone has their own, you know, 
flavors. Take on it, their yeah. own flavors, and it resonates with everybody else. And, and everyone goes such different directions. Yet yeah, all have this all commonality mm-hmm. of understanding where we've all come from. Yeah, and being able to speak to each other in a real supportive way that's not judgy. There's never going to be no. Stuff. Yeah. It's just full of love. Yeah, and to know that each single one of them. In, in them coming into this community, they're going to get to recognize how much they've grown because they each time more people come into it, it's like, man, that's who I was such a short time ago. Yeah. Like, and now I've got all this self-belief and now I can do it and now everything's out of the way. And it's you such can help a, support someone else. Yeah, it's such a beautiful, um, honest and authentic um like bubble of potential right there and yeah. I and I want to try and nurture that yeah um and allow it to be something that you guys can make whatever it is that you want sustain it yeah yeah and so with that membership yes um, go we're, we're going to be doing a monthly live on a community group I'm I'm gonna nut out the details and get it to everyone so the first one's going to be the end of April thanks so much for the photo you put up by the way for that's all the okay I know it was your favorite I just love it <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't like it either of me so don't worry it's just it's both of us just it's not about us Laura I know it's, it's <laughs> I love there it how it's just like I'm gonna get over it it's not about me <laughs> so um it's gonna be a monthly live where I will be on every month if you're on amazing yep um but um, it's going to be each month is going to be a deep dive into each of the, the one ups, each of the rituals, each of the ways to raise your vibe. So you can really get your head around it. The boot camp this time around was half an hour per ritual. So it was very basic, very much. Here's the information. Now go and integrate it yourself. These deep dives will be much more about me being able to, and you being able to help people go through them. and actually experience it and then month to month talk about it. Nice. Um, There's going to be hot seat interventions so people can nominate themselves to be able to have one-on-ones live in front of everyone um, with me to be able to work something out for them. Nice. Um, And then there's also going to be live Q&A, so some question time at the end where any questions that you've got about anything, I'll answer them, just anything, and and you too. Like if you're on, any questions, it's very transparent. Um. And then each membership will also include um, access to all boot camps. So you don't you don't buy yourself a ticket. You get a ticket with your membership for all the boot camps to come in and, and take a part of that. Of you can even gift your ticket. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care what you do with it. Like, yep. I would prefer you gift it, yep. you know, and, and bring people in or come yourself, whatever, if you've got no one to gift it to, whatever you need. Um, but most importantly, it's going to be accountability, support and community uh, of like-minded people and um, just helping people continue on this journey that can sometimes be very lonely and can yeah, sometimes yes. make you feel like you don't know what you're doing. And this will be a place where you can be very vocal. Um, and I, th- I feel blessed that you and I are in a position where we can create that for people. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. So the membership's going to be $22 a month and it's no contract, so you can cancel at any time. If you can't afford it this month, drop out and come back in again, whatever you need. Yep. If you just need a bit of love, drop in for a month and drop out again. Yep. Um, but it's going to be $22 a month and, and let's just see how that rides and yep. And let's see if we can make it what spirit is telling me it's going to be for people. Go time. It's go time. And the boot camps are still happening. Boot camps are still going to happen. Yep. So I'm going to try and do them four times a year, but this year might be three. Not sure yep. yet. Well, we are in March. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that um, would make sense. And I'm not sure what's happening at the end of the year with me being here. Not like dying, but when I said that, I'm like, wow. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking at you going. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, hopefully I'll be able to travel a little bit to do what I need to do. Yes. Um, that I've committed to that's been put off from COVID. In which case, um, not sure. I, but I have not no disappearing. idea. The yeah, no. message is the, uh-huh. the rib boot camps are not disappearing. Yep. They're still going to be around. This is just yep. another thing yep. that will keep us going. and From boot camp inter- to boot yeah, camp. And it's interactive, yep. like you were saying. I love that. Cool. And it's like, I mean, I know $22 isn't nothing, but it, it it's something that you can save up for. It's something that you could maybe gift someone for a nice little birthday present or Christmas present or Mother's Day or whatever um, for a month or a couple of months or whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice little gift that you could give um, for others that you know that could use it but maybe can't afford it um, or wouldn't do it for themselves because they're afraid. Um, if you've been a part of the boot camp and listened to this podcast, you know that there is nothing to be afraid of with us. We got you. We got you. Two yep. times over. <laughs> we got you times two. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. The things we do. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what's happening. Nice. What else so membership's open say? now. So they can Ooh. go online to my website, tracydimick.com.au and go to plans and pricing up the top in the tab and just go down and off you go. Done. Beautiful. And then in the next couple of weeks, everyone will be getting an email telling them what the goal is and when the first date is and which community group to join and all of that. <laughs> the only thing is that I'm probably not going to be doing it on Facebook because they're shutting Facebook groups down. Oh, man. And I really don't want to create the community and then have it all just wake up one day and it's gone because they do it without warning. Why and do I, they do that? Uh, they're, they're doing a lot of... Um, We've got a good group there. I know, but they're doing a... Um, what's the... Uh, in like so any um, inflammatory com- like basically Facebook doesn't want to be sued okay Facebook doesn't want to be held accountable for any causing of riots or oh, cause they have been okay gotcha yeah. so they're shutting down basically any groups that have um, terms or conversations in them it's just automated yep. like they've just flagged if anyone's talking about this this and this and this and this delete it and it's all gone you cannot get it back wowza yeah, you just get it. You just wake up to a message saying this group has been deleted because it violated Facebook's whatever, whatever, whatever. Gotcha. So I really don't want to have this beautiful, nurtured community just wake up and it's gone. Not that I think we'll be talking about those things, but I wouldn't want to risk it for everyone. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, oh, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yep. So I'm going to be looking into ways to, to make that different. Yep. That's my only dilemma in sort of how it's taking time. But that's it. Other, and I'll work space. it out. Of course you will. Of course I will. <laughs> what Good else at stuff do and I things. To... <laughs> Just think of that bit moji. Good at stuff and things. <laughs> that is a good one. I love that one. <laughs> I just my my favorite still is like the two thumbs up with a cheesy grin. <laughs> I can't get past it. Gets me every time. It's so cool. We need to create the bit moji with the shit, like in the, the shit, shit vortex. vortex. Yep. Yeah, I can see it. Me too. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like exists in my head. Arms up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're on a roller coaster, but you're going around and you're in the middle of a turd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a number plate yesterday and it was 001 turd. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, why would you do that? Oh, don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Poop investigator. Maybe. Oh, okay. Sorry, listeners, we're still recording. I saw another number plate yesterday. <laughs> it was Puss Doctor. 
And I was like, okay, are you a gynecologist or are you a vet? Hopefully vet. <laughs> I don't know, but it made me think. How does that even <laughs> enter someone's mind that that is an okay thing? I guess they're a funny vet. A vet with a really great sense of humour, which is why who appeals like to my to sense of humour. A vet, yeah, not a gynecologist. I don't know. I think that's a gynecologist with a pretty good sense of humour too. I would you go to someone like that? Depends. I would not. See, I've got a good sense of humour. So do I. <laughs> Whatever. Well, maybe like their kids bought it for him or something or her, and so it's like a joke, Let and then lapse. he just got stuck with it. Do not. <laughs> don't Let renew that one. No. You've got to pay for that every year. Yeah, well, maybe the kids do it every year. <gasps> maybe he I lost should, a bet or should, she lost a bet. Maybe. Maybe. That's what I should have got. If it was a female present. gynecologist and it was Puss Doctor, would you be more inclined to be okay with it? Mm, no. no. <laughs> it's still a puss and it's still a doctor. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't need... <laughs> Maybe it is my gynecologist doctor's. <laughs> I've never seen her car. <laughs> it's a ute. <laughs> it's a ute. And if you happen to live locally to us and you listen to this and you know who this is, please let us know. Oh and God. let them know that they were on our podcast. <laughs> so funny. I have, all right. We've taken up enough of these good people's times. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone. We love you. Till next week. Like, subscribe, follow. And leave a review, please. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tospodcast.